Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for tuning in. I don't know if this is the first time you're listening or if uh, you've just stumbled upon us, but regardless, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Pandora, Amazon. I don't know where you're at, but go and click that subscribe button. Leave a review if you can. Tell me which episode you enjoy the most, who else you might want to hear on the show. It means a lot, and uh, it's a great way to support the show. My guest today is uh, someone that I've done more podcasts with than anybody on the planet, and uh, I miss talking to him. We don't speak nearly enough. This last year, we've both been raising our families, and uh, when we do catch up, it tends to be hour-plus-long conversations that could be podcasts in and of themselves. So we decided, why not record this next conversation? And so that's what episode 60 is. We talk about all kinds of stuff from this new fascination of a show on Vice called Beyond the Ring that he has uh, to aliens and a fucking crazy story that uh, he told me a long time ago and he shares here about something that he saw. Uh, And I even shared a little something uh, of an experience that I've had in my life. So I'm sure you guys want to listen to that. And uh, yeah, if you're not into the COVID shit, we talk about COVID a little bit for the first 15 minutes, but it's really based off of an experience that Joey had uh, while at Knott's Berry Farm for his birthday. And it kind of blows your mind when you start to think about it. But if you don't like it, fast forward, we talk about it for the first 15 minutes or so. And then uh, we move on to greener pastures, so to speak. But I always enjoy catching up with my little brother. You might know him as Doobie. I know him as Joey. Give it up for my brother, Joey Jones. But before we enjoy the episode, a quick shout out from the sponsor of this podcast, Action, Specialty Roast Coffee and Natural Supplements. As you know, Action Specialty Coffee is the best specialty roast coffee you're going to taste. I say it enough. I'm a partner in the business. Of course, I'm going to say it. So don't take my word for it. Go and order some Action Specialty Roast Coffee. Use code word CURIOUS. You'll get 15% off your order. If you sign up for a subscription, you'll get 20% off your order. And we also have a a cross promotion going on with the Clean Thinkers, which if you're not familiar with the Clean Thinkers, go to their website, cleanthinkers.com. Check it out. And uh, yeah, you know, they're giving away a free month of their program if you sign up. So check it all out. Go to drinkaction.com. It's action with a K. Use code word curious. Get your specialty roast coffee. While you're there, grab some performance supplements. They're natural supplements. They're things like active, which is a combination of hemp and turmeric. It's great for anti-inflammation. I recently hurt my knee in jujitsu class. I've been off the mats for a couple of months now. Active is a huge part of my recovery. It helps with the inflammation, the soreness. And it's uh, just great for your overall health and well-being. We also have fuel, which are MCT bombs. These are great for energy. We also have a bunch of apparel and uh, a lot of stuff coming along the way. So make sure you go to drinkaction.com, use code word curious, and enjoy this episode. <laughs> How the fuck have you been? Been good, bud. How you been? 
I'm good. Happy birthday. Thank you. I know Thank I spoke you. with you on your birthday, but happy birthday to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had the day off, so we went over to Knott's Berry Farm. Um, fun, yeah. but with the COVID shit, it was a little wild. Yeah. Is it, so Knott's Berry, grandma's always talked about Knott's Berry Farm. Is that, is it like the oldest? What, oldest what's the deal with it? park in the country. What kind of stuff do they have there? And well, it's like a, it's old colonial style. So it's like super old style. And so like Disneyland has Mickey Mouse. Knott's Berry Farm is like about Snoopy and the peanut gallery people. Whoever, I was asking mom, what would like Snoopy and his thing, like what is the deal with the peanuts? Because that's what Knott's is all based around. Peanut or Snoopy and the peanut farm or peanut gallery. Was it always that way or did they like license it? At some no, that, that's been that's been it from, from the get. And then I realized when I was there, when I bought a drink, they put a bracelet on me and it was... Um, cedar cedar something entertainment so i looked it up and cedar park owns knott's berry farm yeah so it's like they have a big um corporation where they i think they own like 11 different amusement parks a bunch of resorts and shit and then i saw that they are teaming with bowling green university to where they're going to be offering like the first amusement park management degree something where they do like i don't know place you somewhere in one of their parks but yeah it was how to climb the fucking ladder yeah, up and ring but the they bell. they own um it's cedar cedar point um knott's berry farm king's dominion um bush gardens all that and dad was telling me bush gardens is based off of knott's berry farm it's like the old colonial shit too yeah i it was different when i went back i was older but i remember do you remember going to virginia like I, a little bit. I remember being really little, but I remember the um, the Scooby Doo roller coaster at yeah. either Bush Gardens or Kings Dominion. I don't remember when it was, but yeah, yeah, I remember bits and pieces. I was young. Yeah, it was a good time. No, but you were telling me you went to Knott's Berry Farm. And no, bro. So there's the COVID shit there. So just, I mean, I knew there was going to be obviously COVID, COVID restrictions, but it's just the fucking stupidity. It's like, it's just complete contradiction. It's like, okay, for example, they have you like these lines and they just fucking pack the park. Okay. And they have all these social distancing shits, but you wait in line with everybody. So you're just crammed in like sardines waiting in line, like the fucking the zigzag. Everybody's fucking just crammed on top of each other waiting in line. And then they choose to do the social distancing on the actual ride. So they're only filling half the cart. Creating an even longer and, line. Exactly. And wait, making you wait with people. And then they're not even sanitizing anything on the ride. So then it's, it's just complete fucking nonsense because then you're getting on right after someone else that's been on the ride anyways and it hasn't even been sanitized. Well, do you, I mean. And then, okay, listen to this. So then we're on, we get off the roller coaster. Okay. And we go down to the little booth where they take your picture and that you can write the pictures and shit. So we're looking and I'm looking, I don't see my picture. And there's only one picture out of everybody that was on the whole thing. And I'm like, look, they're like, Oh, you all, you have been censored. And I was like, I wasn't flipping anybody off. <laughs> I don't know. That was back when I was a little kid at the music park, you flip someone off or something. You don't get your picture. She goes, you guys didn't have your masks over your mouth. So you, you, we censored you. 
And I just looked at her. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? We're outside. You don't know if I'm vaccinated or not, but you know, socially distanced on the actual car outside. And you won't let, you won't even show my picture because I don't have my mask on. Now to me, it just seems like California doesn't want any kind of pictures of anybody having fun without a mask on. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that's, the, that's the only logic. Makes no sense. And when we asked the lady about it, she's like, that's California policy. And it just got really snipey. We're just, I'm just like real polite. I just said, what is the reasoning behind that? That's California policy. So yeah, Newsom, Newsom, or whatever the fuck his name is, he was supposed to lift the, we're still in a state of emergency out here and lift the mask. Uh, we still have the mask mandate, all that shit. And he was supposed to lift it June 15th. And now he's pulling back. He's not going to do it. What's the motivation behind that? Because I'm hearing even people. There's a bunch of stupid people in California. So, yeah, but like, I, it sounds like everybody who even lives out there hates the guy. Yeah. I don't know. That's why Caitlyn Jenner is about to take his spot. (laughs) She is. Are you, got, voting, are you voting for they, So he got, there was petitions going around here. They got enough signatures to have a new uh, election, like a, a special election this fall. First of all, you need to be fucking careful because I don't need this podcast getting pulled off the air. I need people to listen. Mm-hmm. To you said he, and that's incorrect. She got a petition to go around. So. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> she. Um. But yeah, I, I would vote for, I mean, it, it is, it's crazy to where, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully behind Caitlyn Jenner out here. Here's, here's my thing though. I, I think politically, at least from what I know of Caitlyn Jenner, I'm, I actually think I probably align and that's kind of fucking weird to think, but if you, but if you've ever watched keeping up the, with the Kardashians and used to see old Bruce, he was super conservative always and into politics. Yeah. But you have, I mean, now, okay, elevate that to governor of the state. And one of the key components of being the governor of the state is good decision making. And I don't know that that's what I would call yeah. good decision making. But, yeah. you know, maybe fun conversation <laughs> at the bar. I don't know. Maybe that's even sketchy. Yeah. I still can't get over the fact, and I don't know all the details, but it's fun to talk about it like I do. Um, when he was Bruce, or when she was Bruce, prior to the transition, there was that accident where yeah, she rear-ended somebody in an intersection. That car got pushed into the intersection and got clipped and right. passed away. And I don't know if how it was determined, but I, in that whole process, I think even before it was finalized, Bruce became Caitlin, and then it's like, what what happens there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not the same person, is it? I, I, yeah, yeah. It was like she was, or he at the time was being impatient, and like got super impatient and rear-ended her. Yeah, nudged her out into oncoming traffic. Jesus. Enti- entitled. So, what were we even saying? Um, when we were talking about the. Not very far. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, about go no, just as far as um Bruce is gonna be taking over. Oh, well, they're gonna have a special Nothing. election. It's just it's crazy to think that these people work off our money. Like literally, they don't there's no money without us. Everything. We pay for everything. Like their salaries, everything, where they work, all of it. Yeah, man. I don't it's it's a scary time. You know, I, I've, I've gone down so many iterations of what's happening and the more I look at it, the more I'm convinced that maybe this is a little bit more deliberate than we all want to believe And Fuck. Yeah. I'm sure I just pissed people off. You think I'm crazy and you're going to tune out, but I mean, let, you know, we went from, Hey, this happened like it's some random virus. You're talking, you're talking about COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about how all this started, right? So just go with me here, right? Because we're all living in this. So I like to imagine, right? We're, we're in early 2020, right? It's an election year coming up. It's about the time that things are going to start heating up in that conversation. And we've had a president, however you stand on him, who was extremely hard on China, really hard on China you know, painted China as the bad guy, really over the top, hard on China. We're going to, you know, even out this trade imbalance, China, 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 and really pushing America first, right? It seemed to be like every day that was the narrative. And whether you agree with that or not, that was what was happening. And then you look at how this all unwinds. It's like, oh, People start getting sick and it, they identify it as coming from this wet market. Early on, crazy people, quote unquote, crazy people are saying, now, nah, man, that it's man-made. Somebody, somebody altered this virus. They push back. And I say they, meaning every media outlet, you know, probably other than Fox. And top scientists said it wasn't possible. We yeah. have evidence of this. Yeah, yeah. I heard the word evidence a lot, you know, and I'm like, oh, it sounds like such a good story, but it probably was just a bat, like they said, you know, and it's like, as time goes on, there's no evidence of that. It's actually to the contrary. And then it's like, holy shit, there's this lab in Wuhan that's three miles away from this wet market where they're doing gain of function research on coronavirus, the same coronavirus that's infecting everybody. And it's like that, that to me, if you can't at least entertain the fact that it could have possibly come from that lab, I think the only other alternative is that you have to say that it's not, that's a lie, that, that there isn't a lab there or that they're not doing gain of function research which you can clearly do the research on your own. Go to Google and, and look it up, right? It's, it's all there. But I heard that early on. I think even like before Biden took office, I heard some sort of reporting and Brett, uh, was it Brett Weinstein was on Joe Rogan's podcast. It was either Brett Weinstein or his brother, um, who's a bio, uh, some sort of um, shit. What, what is his field of study? He is an evolutionary biologist. And so he looked at kind of what he knew and some of what's been circulated and said, hey, there's, there's no way that this is a naturally occurring jump to some sort of, you know, from bat to human. 
that's not it's not what happened here this was something that was altered and then you go and dig even further and everything that fauci who's in charge of this whole kind of pandemic response response yeah it's like oh wait you're in charge of the checkbook and you guys have been donating money to china and specifically this lab in wuhan to do these studies and so like now i mean my mind starts really going but i see people along this journey who like if you start to lay this out to them they just plug their ears when it gets like to step two and want to pretend like it's not real and they just you know at call the you bare real. minimum this should have been top of the list at, at least you know and uh, and uh, one of the explanations of where it came from ex instead of being shut down immediately that them shutting it down immediately and then all of this information coming later cool. just even proves even more that they're trying to hide it yeah and i just want to point something out i Take this, like the whole problem here is take the politics out of it completely. Right, just the facts. But Donald Trump's not the president anymore. Joe Biden is. But my point is, why is Joe Biden and his administration not looking into this more closely, or at least from what it looks like, not looking into it more closely? I'm sure people are looking into it. How can't you? But the narrative that we're trying to spin, which to me is a very false narrative, um, is dangerous, especially when you can see what the consequences of that narrative have become because we've been doing this now for a really long time and it's created a very divisive atmosphere that we're all living in and it's it's because a lot of people living in this world really take comfort in what the government tells them i'm not one of those people so i formulated my own opinion about this a, a while ago and it evolves as more and more information comes out my opinion on things change, but you know, I, there's a lot of people that I don't think have the ability to back away from what they initially jumped on board of a year plus ago and their ego gets in the way of them being able to adapt to new information that's become available to say, Hey, you know what? Shit, I was wrong or better yet. I was misled. Right. Justin, this is another very, crucial piece of evidence that was hidden there were three employees at that lab before coronavirus was a thing that got sent home with all of the coronavirus symptoms and they went to the hospital and not that wasn't even like if all of that other evidence and then on top of it there's three people that have been gotten sick at that how is that not the first place you're looking and and, and come to a complete conclusion that that's not they haven't done any of it there's no evidence concluding that they've done an investigation to, to prove it wrong well and i i had people that yelled at me <clears throat> i like said this just i'm curious i'm i think about weird shit you know just like i know you do um but i like brought this up early on i'm like what if it was intentional and people were like why would why would a country sacrifice all their own people but it's like look at war we went to war recently i mean we've had our own troops over in the Middle East, we're, we're America and we're allowing American citizens to die. For... I'm, I'm someone that believes 9-11 was set up by our own country. For, and that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you believe that, but I definitely believe our government had something to do with 
and that's the perfect example of what you're saying. Sacrifice for the, their own gain. It's a big statement. I'm not saying they I, – I just – there's no way. There's no way. The people didn't know? The, Donald Rumsfeld did a speech on the White House law in the morning of talking about $4 trillion was the unaccounted for. Yeah, no, I know. No, the morning of. You was can it? Go and re, you can go and watch this. $4 trillion unaccounted for. That next hour, a plane hits the part of the Pentagon where the find it. No, Never I think talked about it again. That's important, right? So just look what 9-11 so, so it's money that was spent, right? So there's it's it's a part of the defense Our department's budget. budget. And they identified that there were four trillion dollars in funds that they could not account for, correct? Yep. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, but I am mistaken a lot, so this could be wrong. But yeah, I'm this is just sure talk about. Yeah, no, but I'm pretty sure the section of the Pentagon that the quote-unquote plane hit, if if we're talking about your theory here, right, is the is the section where the accounting of all of this missing money was actually from. Exactly. So, yeah. But then, I mean, and, the hard and part we're, for me... We're propelled into war over in the Middle East for what? It was, it got, dude, literally, what was it about? Weapons of mass destruction, that was a false narrative. All of it, it was just bullshit. Like, what? Bullshit. I mean, think about it. Saddam, it turned into Saddam Hussein. Then it was like 10 years later, we found Osama bin, he was like this big threat. And then they dumped his body off. Like, come on. It's just... Yeah, the thing that gets tricky for me is there's so many different narratives that interwine. I'm not. I'm just because, saying we're involved with all those kind of people. Oh yeah, yeah. I you mean, know. think about like there was that plane that went down near Pittsburgh here, right in Somerset. They said that it was a struggle and that the the citizen, the people that were on the plane, fought with the terrorists and the plane went down. I mean, I find that hard to believe. I think it's more likely that we shot it down because it was going to head towards the Pentagon or the white house or something like that. And I think that's initially, if you, there's some movie with um, Dick Cheney where like you see the movie vice, that's the best one that describes it all. Like what that whole thing was George Bush went and brought on Dick Cheney, the, who was the CEO of Halliburton to run the country. Pretty much. He couldn't get elected without him. And Cheney was like, all right, we're doing this though. And he went, that's why they went to war to get Halliburton all that money and make him fucking millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, well, and he like they, they, they literally did, Halliburton they got Halliburton got billion billion dollar contract non bids where no one else got bid got to bid on it. They just got them. This is I, I'm not making this up. Go look it up. They just got billion dollar military contracts just given to them. I mean, come on. It sure is just, it, it's all come out, and people just don't care there's nothing you can do about it like well because then the next story comes up and we all get fixated on that like what's going on now this was another thing i wanted to bring up not not saying this is what i think is going on but it's just another crazy crazy thought jeffrey epstein that whole thing kind of 
when, when did COVID start? Are we, I mean, could it be, are we, are we underestimating the power of some of these world, worldly leaders that were involved in this scandal to maybe make COVID happen to make all that go away and make people forget about it? Where did, where did they, I mean, we're talking about serious world leaders molesting little kids, and it's just. I love talking with you. You get it's like I I'm like thinking earlier today. What are we going to talk about today? Wasn't that Giselle Maxwell supposed to have a fucking trial months ago? Did you hear anything? No. We're, yeah, is she in New York City or something like that right now? Where I don't even know where she's at. Supposed to be. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about the Clintons, Trumps, fucking the the royal family over in Britain, fucking big time fucking oil people in the Middle East. Um, I mean, those are the people that run the world. You know. I mean, I don't know. It's just a thought. It's like I start to be think. I start to think. Fuck, man, this is so crazy. We're we're living at such a crazy time, and then I'm like, if you look back on history, this has been the cycle of history for can you imagine of years? Can you imagine if there were cell phones and the technology, and they tried to pull Vietnam or any of that other bullshit? Like what? What you know what I mean? The chaos and like in division. There really. You think there was division back then? I mean, think that if information actually could have really been spread, like what was going on? Like World War Two, all of it. Who knows? Maybe that. You know? Who the fuck knows? I'm too high for this conversation right now. Oh Christ. <clears throat> um that was something uh, you want to talk about high conversations did you see the um the the organisms they found underneath the siberian ice that oh they were twenty four thousand years old and once they defrosted them they came back to life yeah i saw they're now reproducing and all this kind of crazy shit twenty four thousand years frozen it's like walt disney that's what he's banking on, right? Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you? If you can do it, you might as well. Where is he? He's not really frozen. I've looked that up. What? What is? Where is he? I buried or cremated. I don't know. He's not frozen. <laughs> I don't think. It's just some cool story. Yeah. I don't think so, but someone should definitely do it because it's going to happen. Let's see. Speaking of weird guys, to kind of shift this, what you ever keep in contact with your buddy that started uh, Jelly Bellies? No, I haven't heard from him. He, yeah, he was a Jelly Belly guy. He contacted me. He wanted to do a line of CBD Jelly Belly jelly beans, and uh, his what, his name was David Klein. And then yeah, I looked up his. He had a documentary on, on Netflix. He was a a character, crazy guy. He's like a real but, life Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. But he had his his company, Jelly Belly, 
he never actually made money on it. Someone like bought it off him and he, he sold it before it really made money. And then he was like, I don't, I don't remember the story, but yeah, he didn't really make money off of it. Really? But he started the whole fucking jelly bean trend because they were making some bullshit jelly beans before that. And he was like, no, 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 no. I want to do like every kind of fucking flavor that you could imagine. Let's just fucking put it in a jelly bean. I remember I went to the Bradford movie theater. It was, I was in middle school and I took a girl there on a date and I bought this like jumbo thing of popcorn with a jelly. I remember. And I got, I got this like weird box and it was like vacuum sealed and it had a t-shirt, a jelly belly t-shirt in it. And I, I just remember being like, that was the only experience I ever had with jelly belly. Well, did you, um, did you watch the Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul fight? I did not watch it. I, I mean, I've watched all of the highlights and things that I could find online, but um, I didn't actually watch the fight live. I, you know what I did? I, um, I just kind of surfed social media while I was laying in bed and was able to kind of get real life updates at the time. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> it was bullshit. Yeah. I knew it was going to be, but oh, he's, he's smart businessman. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who it was that said it, but they made a good point. It's like, look, if you want to make money being an entertainer, make sure you have a fucking audience. Yeah, that's a lot of people to buy pay-per-view and they're going to make- People aren't interested in watching a fight. They're interested in being entertained. And if that happens to be a fight, they'll buy it. But, you know, all these fighters are complaining and it's like, you got to stand up for yourselves and, and quit letting- Dana White take all your money because he's he'll give in because he can't do it without you guys. You know what I mean? He'll either take fucking fifty million or five million. I bet you he takes the five million if you guys all walk away. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see how many how many of those people who are in the organizations that have a problem with it have the ability. I just to if, if I was one of those fighters, I would not be fighting another fight if I just watched Logan Paul make twenty million dollars. And I'm Francis Ngannou. I'm gonna go in there and make fucking four hundred thousand. Yeah, but here's here's the thing, you know, maybe somebody like Francis does, and that's a valid point. But my point from a minute ago is those when, guys when, have a fucking audience, whether it's the traditional. Yeah, US. but but this is what I want to know: how much money are the fights bringing in? Because that's what we're not knowing. I don't know if you're right. If they're not bringing in enough money, that's one thing. But if they're bringing in enough money. And it's all going somewhere else. That's well, the problem. At least with this one, what I read was that it sold over a million pay-per-views. Yeah. And I don't know what was it, forty-nine bucks, something like that. And that's what I'm saying. But but just the pay Floyd percentages. Got, Floyd, Floyd got fifty percent of the pay-per-view. It should just come down to the percentages. Yeah. If you if you sell a lot, you're going to get paid more. But the percentages should be the same. Yeah. Because I, I don't. I think Floyd I bet you a took, lot of people buy the fucking Francis Ngannou fights, right? Yeah, no, I'm sure, but uh, probably I, I I wonder what the last Stipe Ngannou fight did. Probably six hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand pay per view. Yeah, if it's not even close to what they're doing, I understand it. But if it's in the same ballpark, they shouldn't be millions and million twenty million dollars apart. Oh, I mean, look, they're getting fucked, right? Every, I mean, there's none of those guys are getting their fair share of money to go out there and put their life on the line. They should be making a half million dollars. When you, when you look at the top tier of guys, it should be a, a factor of 
the total revenue generated by the promotion. You know, when you look at other popular sports, when you look at the NFL, the players are sharing in about 50%. I don't know what the exact number is. It shifts a little bit, but it's about half of it. And I think UFC fighters are getting somewhere around like 16 to 20%. So of the gate? No, of, of all revenue through the UFC. So see, I don't see all I hear is just the numbers. The numbers aren't, aren't even close. So yeah, when you look at like the NFL, right. There's a union, there's a player's yeah. union. They negotiate a collective bargaining agreement. And, and why don't the players have a union? That's there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of things. Now, number one, there's, there's a law, there's a law called the Muhammad Ali act, which I'm not, I should know more about. And actually I did a podcast with uh, Joe Miggs. He's the guy that does all the, interviews on bare knuckle fighting mm -hmm. but he he actually kind of broke that out for me and explained why to me uh, it's just simple like that it's like you should let these guys just you know union up and and whatnot but how yeah. about the jake paul versus woodley who's gonna win Fuck i think man. jake paul's gonna starch him <sighs> if if because beats Tyron Woodley. I oh. just don't. I think Woodley has the power to hit him. He just doesn't have like the boxing skills. Like someone was saying, like he like he'll throw a punch to set up a takedown, but like he's not standing there throwing combinations. It's like I don't even want to say that. I don't know, man. He he. I bet you he gets beat. Here's what I would say. I don't think that the Paul brothers are stupid in what they're trying to That's do. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to take a loss. I, I think, I think Logan sure Paul, I think Logan Paul knew what the outcome of that fight was likely going to be. Do you think, think Floyd took it easy? Uh, no, no, no. I think you saw a 44 year old Floyd Mayweather who was almost 40 pounds lighter than Logan Paul. See, there was like times I kept seeing Floyd, like there was like, I was like, that was like a, one of the quick shots that he's not doing every time. And then I was thinking maybe he can't do it every time. Yeah. I don't know. But there I was mean, a couple of times I was like, Oh, I mean, when I saw wanted to hit him when he hit him. It was like, Jesus looks like he could do that anytime he wanted to. Maybe he did. I, you know, I, I only saw bits and pieces of it and I'm sure what I'm seeing is what they want me to see. I'll tell you what though. Another thing that I watched recently was, uh, it was like, uh, you ever watch that show on Vice? It's called Beyond the Ring. Yes. And this one's about Cactus Jack and Mankind. Remember Cactus Jack? It was later Mankind and Dude Love. Mm -hmm. That dude is fucking crazy, man. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. That's his name. Yes. Yes. That dude's crazy. You got to watch that. I'm trying to th they, I think the one that I watched was about Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit has been on there where he yeah, dude. There's there's been a bunch of good ones. There was one about the whole situation with Owen Hart. With uh Rick Flair's life. <laughs> He's a fucking player. He was like, dude, when we went to like one of these small ass little towns in like Nebraska. He's like, dude, there's no ass, nowhere to go have fun. He's like, I could not fucking wait to get the hell out of there. He's like, I couldn't even take for a night. <laughs> he was just like, it was just nonstop girls and partying everywhere he went. Just imagine, just, just imagine in that time frame, 
just the level of celebrity. Like, think about that. Yeah, and, and you have guys today that are that are famous, right? Like we're talking about Logan Paul, Jake Paul. These guys are famous, but we're talking about fame on a different level with with like limited access to people, right? Not that you didn't have everybody has the ability today to be a famous person with Instagram and social right. media. You didn't have that. So the people who were famous were huge. We'll never see that day and age again. No, dude. <laughs> No, no, there's way too many celebrities now. Back in the day, if you were like, if you were a celebrity, Ric Flair, I got a limo outside of Marla with 25 girls waiting to go, woo! <laughs> like, who the hell thinks up that fucking alter ego, man? Like, I'm lizard skin. He's like, that's why yours, that's why this suit costs 800 and that one costs two. I don't know how much that costs. I'd be embarrassed to wear it. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Just fucking. I wish I was G. And, and this is what I learned about watching that show behind the ring or whatever. Wrestling is a lot more real than you fucking realize, bro. It's not fake. I mean, the, the matches are scripted and shit, but those guys are breaking their backs and their ribs and all that shit, bro. The one with that I was telling you about, Cactus Jack, dude, he came up. They wouldn't even let him in because he was, like, just too crazy and hurt himself and whatever. They let him in. He was doing this match. He was doing, like, the first Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker. The under, They were on top of the fucking cage. The Undertaker threw him off the cage, dude, and he literally broke his back, okay? Medical team really comes out and they're taking him off on a stretcher. He gets halfway up the fucking ring. He's like, no. He stands up off the stretcher and fucking makes his way back to the cage, climbs back up the cage. This isn't, this isn't fake. They, he was talking. He's like, dude, this is not scripted. He makes his way back up the fucking cage. The undertaker was good. Choke slams him. He was supposed to choke slam him on top of the cage and he was supposed to hold. He choke slams him. Mick Foley goes through the fucking top of the cage and all the way down to the fucking canvas and just lays there. The undertakers, they're interviewing him. He's like, dude, I for sure thought he was dead. So now he's fucking laying at the second time being thrown off this fucking thing. And then the match goes on for like another 20 minutes, dude. And his, you can, they show like his family, his, his two kids and his wife are in the audience are just bawling their eyes out. They leave. They're like, walk out of this thing. Cause they know it's not fake, dude. Like there's nuts, nuts. He was just trying to make enough money in a couple of years to get in and, and just get out. But it was nuts. And those are the ones that make it to that level. Think about how many of those people get stuck in the backyard circuits or wrestling at the local fire hall. Dude, he would not, he didn't care. You know, whatever it took. I wonder how much longer that survives. Is it doing well, like WWE right now? I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems uh, it's not what it used to be. That's for sure. And I never was really into it, but like, just even looking back when I was a kid, I really did like, it. we liked it. Oh shit, man. I, I, had re I remember watching the Goldberg diamond Dallas page championship match. Our whole family sat down and watched that shit. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. 
Yeah, we got it back into it. was a big it. deal. We got back into it. Remember, we were making the uh, – now that I think about it, we were making championship belts and intercontinental belts out of the cardboard. <laughs> cardboard. Like type of tape and stuff because – Dude, now – now i was where was i i was at target the other day and i was we were in the toys section with little kids and i came across this fucking the belt section they had every belt you could ever imagine it was like exact replica to the ones you see and it, it was like shiny gold with a nice leather belt and there was just like 20 of them dude world heavyweight championship tag team championship european it was just all the different belts and i was like i can't imagine having these as a kid when i was into that the belt this is fucking sweet yeah, too bad we were broke and those things were like 40 bucks <laughs> so that, i mean that was why i mean dude that was that was back to that story when we we took all of the mattresses from the beds upstairs in our house when i don't know how old had to have been after sixth grade because that was when we moved there but it was you me our other brother lou i don't know if jake was there or if he was with a babysitter and one of your friends, I'm assuming, we took four, maybe five mattresses from upstairs, took it down around the stairs, laid them all in the living room and dining room, moved all the furniture and created just a floor of mattresses, <laughs> wrestling matches with those belts. And that Fun. was, like, yeah, until dad fucking came home. We saw his truck coming up the hill. We were like, oh my God, we were trying to get those mattresses up the stairs. Like there was any chance. You were like, move, come on. And he came, he was so fucking pissed. You could tell he'd be pissed too because he fucking punches it coming around the corner. Fucking, ah. Yeah, You're just like, the way oh, his no. truck pulled in. No, get those fucking things up the stairs now. <laughs> We did some yeah. fucking stupid shit. I miss it. Yeah. Not what it used to be. No. No. And you're a parent now. I mean, I think about it. It's like I, we had uh, my son down at, uh, in Hilton Head when we were just on vacation and we were at this big pirate ship had like a rock climbing wall on the one side of it and he's not even two yet. And, uh, he like goes to grab the handholds of like the rock climbing wall and he pulls himself up like a foot off the ground and he's reaching for one of the rock holds and he lets go and freaking falls right on his back. And you could tell it more like startled him than anything else. And he like looked around and I was like, I to okay. see your reaction. I'm yeah. like, it's okay. Get up. It's be tough. And uh, got up and freaking grabbed a hold of that. That little shit climbed that whole wall. He, gave, he wasn't like, I'm not giving up. No. You gave him the encouragement. Yeah, I was so excited. I was like, dude, that is, that is, Louie can't even do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I know how I was, I've given criticism to other parents. Like when I was a teenager, I mean, we were always around young kids with how many little cousins and aunts that were present, pregnant and mom. And I always yeah, it was had more, my... more or less Aunt Carla's kids when we were growing up. They were the little ones. Yeah. But I was always very critical of people and how they handled situations when little kids would get hurt, partially just because mom and dad mostly said, fuck it. And just was like, you know, you're not, is there bones sticking out? No. 
Okay. Get back to playing. I mean, I think back to how we grew up. I mean, we being back home, we certainly did not live in a very good neighborhood. And I didn't know that at the time. And I think it's gotten a lot worse since we moved out of there. But I mean, Fifth Ward was there was sketchy fucking shit going on. (laughs) And we would just be outside playing until Paul Travis. Yeah. I mean, there was always something going down. The police were always in that neighborhood. And we were just out until it was dark and until you heard that fucking Bro, it, it was it was from the brick building to Shelley's. I'll beat mom. I'll be between the brick building and Shelley's. And it was yeah. like a fucking mile radius. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, you know, and I think about that. And I say it more often than I should on here, but I can't say it enough. Like those moments made me who I am. They made me just weird yeah, enough. Dude, to. But I'm trying to think what you're saying right now. Yeah. Up on high street, I must've been really young. I can't imagine letting like Winnie just go out into, uh, should I be okay with that? That's what I mean. I'm, I grapple with that right now and I'm, I'm not even happy. We must have, dude, it wasn't like we were just staying on the sidewalk. We were like going behind houses and here and there and, doing, and we're like ways away from our house and anybody. And we're, I was probably four. <laughs> I don't know that young. Probably. Yeah. I was probably four or five. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. Down I remember just park. running in between like, Back behind the houses, there was like that little space in between the fence behind Paul Travis's house and ours. Remember how you go around the fence? Yeah. yeah Kelly Hanhart. Imagine that now. Imagine allowing your, I mean, there's, there's very few neighborhoods that I would feel comfortable. That was a band. Like you said, that was a bad neighborhood. Yeah, we didn't. Maybe, you're, maybe the kids are safer in a place like that. Yeah. But these creeps go target rich neighborhoods. Where we just got lucky. Yeah. It's a different time. It's a really different time. There's uh people are fucking weird. Technology is making people weird. You know, they're fucking weird. They don't, you don't got to interact with people. You can just like do your creepy shit that you want on the internet. It's just fucking weird. Some weird people, bro. These times, everything, it's, it's breeding weird people. You know, Donald Trump said something really fucking strange the other day. It made me laugh and he was getting made fun of like on every but i as i uh, maybe i smoked enough to make it make sense to me but he was saying how you got to just eventually just decide to do things differently um in in terms of like talk i think it was talking about the pipeline breach and he was like we have all of our stuff digital we we can't do that it's just going to get hacked you know how it won't get hacked if you just have it on paper and, you know, in a safe somewhere. So I'm kind of probably paraphrasing what he said, but essentially he was saying, you know, technology has put everything out there and now it's, it's getting breached and it's always going to happen. Dude, think about it. When you put a technology, anything can be breached. 
Yeah. And it just, it sounds stupid. And I laughed even when I heard it. And then it's like, you see all these people making fun of it, but then I started to think about it and I'm like, he's not really wrong. It's safe. And the only way for anyone to get to that safe really would be to get past security and break into the safe. And you know it. You don't even know if your shit's being hacked. Yeah. And I, and I'm simplifying it, right? I'm no, I, I know it. what you're saying. No, no but even, even that idea, and maybe I'm just a, somebody who's scrutinizing it, but maybe that's simplifying it too much because how it, much innovation and ability, I mean, look, I work in technology, right? It's these, these, these solutions that companies are using, they save so much time and money. And, and that's what it comes you, down to though. Yeah. And so it's it doesn't like, make it safer. No. So I think in theory, he's correct, but it's also, it's, it's kind of the same argument as saying, Hey, there'd be less car accidents if we, none of us drove because it'd be safer if we all walked. Yeah. Right. Yep. But it's, it it makes so much more possible than in the negative effect that is outweighed by the positive that it creates. Right. And that's the same argument. I mean, when you, when you think about electric cars and and self-driving cars, right self-driving cars. I think about that and it makes me sick. I like the idea of them, but I don't like the idea of not being able to go drive a car. I like driving. I really do enjoy it. And I think about that and I'm like, well, at some point in time, it's just going to like, it's just things change. Like people used to like to ride horses and now you can't just, you don't see people like riding horses. You can go to a track and ride a horse but you don't just ride horses. So, I mean, it sucks, but we're living in a transitional period right now. I think, yeah, it's, it, that's what it is. There's a lot of change happening in our time. Yeah. But I also think we're going to see change happening more rapidly because technology has allowed us to accelerate through but we also have to be the ones to be the filter and be like, do we want this or not? Yeah. I talked with a scrap shit. I talked with Augustus Britton. I don't don't know if you listened to that, but yeah. um, Yeah. Evans. So Evans brother, Augustus, he's a writer. I I listened to it. Yeah. And and like he was saying, like, why don't we have some sort of a technology council? You know, like when you think about it, we want that kind of technology. No. Yeah. Who's, who's making these decisions for all of us. He's like, at some point, He's like, I, all of a sudden this phone just like ends up in your pocket. Yeah. And maybe you didn't necessarily want it as a civilization. And right now, like, could you imagine trying to function in, in this world without a smartphone? And I think the, no, I can't. And I think the only answer to what he was saying, cause I, I listened to that. You got to just go start your own, our own civilization. People that don't want to do that because ours isn't going to stop. Yeah. And we, yeah, we talked about some weird shit there. Like, right. Like, is it, think about, if you think about alien technology, right. And all this shit that's happening right now, you've got all this weird stuff, people seeing things, the Navy seeing things, the government's coming out with reports and it's fun to think maybe it's like alien civilization, but what if those civilizations, I mean, think about this, right. We're right now trying to develop ways to, go to Mars consistently with people. And ultimately Elon Musk wants to populate Mars and turn it into a second place for humans to have a civilization. 
Now that over time, if it doesn't get interrupted, would just continuously go and go and go. Right. And his goal, I think, is to like populate the universe and let this be the seed to being Start a high planet civilization. Right. And so if you think about where that goes over the course of a million years, how much growth and iteration and technology, but if at some point in time, people branch off and say, Hey, yeah, I don't want to go that far. I don't want Neuralink. I don't want, I don't want whatever the new technology is. It's going to be kind of just a, a part of humans at this point that they would stay back. But maybe these aliens are just that branch off from years and years ago that are now coming back to kind of check on the tribe, so to speak. Right. It could be a million different things, right? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that we were probably engineered by something. And that I think that falls right in line with what you're saying, you know? We are so much different than any other type of organism that's on Earth, when you think about it. I mean, we're similar to apes, right? I mean, they're very similar to apes, but then we're so different. And why aren't there more kind of in between apes and human? You would think that there would be kind of other types of humanoid. Yeah, the gap between everything. Make it. Yeah, that's just we're we're similar, but we're so different. And that it makes me think that something intervened and kind of. That's, yeah, that's why there's that there's the theory of like why our brains tripled in, or doubled in size in that three like. How is that possible? What what happened? And that's why people think that it was, you know, aliens that came down and re-engineered us or 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 something from the past. Yeah. It, it dude, it could have been there's there could have been life on Earth. I mean, our, I know our scientists think they know like how old Earth is and that, but I mean, Jesus, we we could have have been here forever and we could have come here from a different planet that that faded off and they could have been on that planet for thousands of years, but and then shit happens that, that tears down your technologies and you got to start over. We could have started over a, a million times, you know? Well, when you see things like the pyramids, right? They'll say things like they're so advanced, we couldn't create them mm -hmm. today with the technology that we have today. I don't know if that's hyperbole or not, but I understand what they're getting mm -hmm. at, right? That it's like, it's so advanced, it doesn't line up with how things should be from that time with the tools that are available to them. And it makes you really wonder, were things way more advanced then, but something happened, whether it was an apocalypse or an asteroid that wiped out that civilization and then things repopulated and we went different routes. And what we see as advanced maybe is now hard drives and internet, but that- right that maybe those civilizations were just as advanced at what they did, but it just right. took a couple turns. And over the course of thousands and thousands and millions of years, their advance was just something different than our advance. Yep. Their advance was fucking making awesome structures. Yeah. You know, we have such a minimal understanding of what's going on. I mean, it, yeah. I watched those videos of the solar system and who knows if that's even real like that what they are showing you but right when they go from earth and then they extrapolate out to the sun and that the sun and I, I saw some crazy shit when you look up at the night sky 
I was looking at a map of the Milky Way galaxy and it showed this little tiny white circle. It's like one one hundredth of the entire Milky Way galaxy. And it's like when you look up in the night sky, the stars that you see are only in this small little circle. And then you think about the fact that the Milky Way is one of billions and billions and billions of itself and that they all coexist in these different multiverses and it just goes on and on it's unfathomable to think that how how we how we perceive it is got to be completely wrong right it has to be because we couldn't ever like i mean think about like when you think of like something like an event that's going to happen you think about it and it's like then you get there it's like you just you always have a preconceived notion of Think about ours, about the universe, how fucking wrong it is. Think about it this way, right? So think about something that's really intelligent, that is really small, some sort of organism that's very intelligent with what it does, right? You can find examples of this all over the place. You know, just use an ant, right? An ant just for conversation's sake. They colonize they march in in unison with each other. If you've ever seen those videos where they're like in line, ants are super, super intelligent from the looks of it. But if do you think the data that they're processing to be intelligent, to be coordinated, to build the, the ant hills and the communities that they have, do you think right. that, that information is the same type of information that we utilize to do all of our types of colonization? Do you think they understand atoms do you think they understand electrons and neutrons and protons do you think they understand gravity in the way that we understand gravity <laughs> they understand all the all of the physiological things no, no they're, they're they have other things going well, on we only understand the things that we have parameters around we've created right. the parameters of science and health and so yeah we've we've understood the fundamental uh rules of these types of things but they only exist because we've created the concepts to explore in the first place. So when we start to talk about things that come from outside of the human civilization, I even wonder like we're talking about them and their existence in the world that we know in the terms that we view the universe in, which might not even be how they (laughs) view things. And you know what I mean? Like, right. It's, it's hard to even get your mind around, but. Have you ever heard uh, the podcast when Neil deGrasse Tyson's talking about like how chimps are, share the same DNA as a, what is it like 90, 98.2, I don't know. It's very, very, very simple. But the difference between us and chimps lies in that very, very small difference. Imagine if something had the same DNA as us, but just in the opposite direction, how much different they would be. So just say if they shared 99.2% of the same DNA, how much different that is when we see the comparison between our DNA and chips, like how different we are from them, how something else would be so much different than us. Even if they shared 50% of our DNA, if something that engineered us. If you had to make your best guess, what do you think all this is that we're seeing now? Like the stuff off the coast of San Diego, the fighter pilots are seeing it. What do you think all of that is? I mean, it's, it's one of two things, right? It's either intelligence that wants to be seen now, because I don't think that we have just some crazy technology that we're able to be seeing that I think that they either want to be seen or it's gotta be China or Russia 
having some crazy fucking spy shit going on. Do we overestimate Russia? Just honestly, I don't, like I, always, I don't know. I always say that. I, I think of them as just like, this, they have like, the money country. Though. I right. don't know. That's what I like. We, we who knows? Russia is like this big bad country, and I know they're. How would you know until you fucking go and spend twenty years there and realize what it really is? How would you ever know? Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't, dude. It's taken me fucking six years. I'm finally starting to realize, Cal. You know what I mean? It's like to fight through. Like you don't know a place until you've been there and experienced it. How can you take someone's word for it? We're good at that in this world. Like, who knows? Do you think Are we all being brainwashed? Does this place suck? And the rest, like, there's other, like, we play, like, I don't, fuck, who knows? Do you think we'll ever, do you think, okay, to take it a level further, right? Do you think that we'll find out a lot of the answers that we have craved to find out as humans for a really long time? Do you think we'll find a lot of these answers in our lifetime? I don't know. I know what I was going to say, though, is if I, I think if there are aliens, the best place for them is in the oceans. That's where a lot of this stuff is happening. Yeah, and that's like a lot of the shit. Like, they've been spotted, like, going down the ocean that Lieutenant Fraber, his his encounter, that was like they were hovering over something and then it disappeared, probably went into the ocean. There's all kinds of sightings of it going in the ocean. There's been sightings dating back to World War II period of things going in and out of the ocean. Like, we don't know what the fuck's down there. How the hell do we know? Like, who knows, like, these crazy monster fishes that we see aren't some crazy fucking being that came from a different planet it's down here. Like they wouldn't be able to say, Hey, I'm actually from fucking planet. This who knows? Hey, remember when that, maybe airplane, that's where octopus came from. Do you remember when hey. that airplane went missing? Um, that was like flying somewhere over in uh, Kuala Lumpur, uh, yeah. somewhere, you know, and then it like ended up flying into the middle of the Indian ocean. Yep. I mean, how do you know that something like that didn't encounter a plane? Like we, I've heard people say there's no evidence show. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying that there's only like kind of like you have to take their word for it type things. He's like, how come there's no evidence? But I mean, maybe some of these things that we don't have an answer for, like why did this plane just disappear and go down in the middle of the ocean like that? All right. I don't know if there ever was a, a, a firm answer, but I don't, I don't think, think so. Heard of anything. Right. I mean, no mayday call, nothing like, and dude, I'm going to tell you the most compelling one I, I, I know. The guy who did fucking the movie Fire in the Sky. Whatever the fuck his name. I watched the movie, da, 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 da. But Travis then to watch, but to watch him on that Joe Rogan podcast and to see him, he's not lying. That man has nothing to lie about. And his stories about, it's just, he's, he's not lying. Obviously, I will never know for sure, but I don't think that guy's lying. He's got a compelling story. That's something I remember watching that movie a long, long time ago. And right, and it's not it's like kind of and the thing up. about it is, dude, he's not. He doesn't seem crazy. His story's not crazy. It all seems to make sense how I would view aliens. And there's twenty. There's so many other people that I mean were involved in it, and it's like it's it happened. He's passed, li- 
He's passed lie to multiple he's passed lie detectors, dude. There was five people that saw him get taken. Not one, not two. There was five people that watched him get fucking taken. And he's telling the story of what happened. And what didn't the fuck? They, didn't I mean the, the crazy thing was, and this is something I think it's in, that's important to the story. There was five people that saw him get taken, and the police initially thought that they, they were, were killed him. Yeah, they, they were John. Mur- they were on trial for murder, and then the fucking guy turned up. Like, they, uh, but that's what I mean. Count- if you were if you were fucking around, right? Like, think you and your five friends decided to say, "Hey, I'm gonna disappear." You guys say I got abducted by an alien, and just go with it, and I'll come out, and this will be a big story. And then your friends get arrested and interrogated. You don't think I am going to be like, hey, they're going to be like, yo, yo, I'm just kidding, man. He's hiding out somewhere. They stuck with that story. Even when they were being questioned for, they didn't know what murdering. to say. And, and a couple of them didn't like him. Right. They had gotten into a fight. Like these guys weren't like five best friends. They were just five. Because there were, yeah, there was, yeah, there was one dude that like, he was, they thought like my kid, he'd stick to the story the whole time too. Like, no, he got taken. And then come, turns up like fucking, there's like a couple count or a couple states over, fucking naked in the middle of the night, raining. You know, they the fucking, he called someone naked. It's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, why would you make that up and that may be your life? There are weird people out there, though. There's right? definitely weird people. But that's the most compelling. I mean, Come on. Watch your hand. Sorry. Every time you hit, it's echoing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. That uh, have you ever you you have seen Fire in the Sky? Yep. It's a great movie. Yep. Do you remember I you know, I don't want to make put words into your mouth, but you told me a story when I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. I mean, I'll tell the story, but I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. And I'll stick to it to this day. I saw something. I don't know what it was to this day. I, the only thing I will, I will say, I remember telling myself as I stood on the porch and watched it, there were lights in the sky. I was locked out of the house, standing on our porch about midnight. And I saw a beam of light, a couple, couple different lights above the hill there. Okay. And I remember looking up and I'm like, when the fuck did they put in new cell towers right there? I was like, it was just weird. There's lights sitting there. Like that, they're fucking like moving. It was like kind of humming in the sky. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, what the fuck is that? And I started, I'm like, dude, that's moving. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm starting to really freak out a little bit. I, um, I called one of my best friends, Josh Guy, just left his house, and I, and I told him what I was seeing, and he will vouch to me till this day what I, what I told him. I'm not lying. I have no reason to just make this up. I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, I'm fucking seeing something over this hill right now. I don't know what the fuck it is. I almost went out. There was a car passing. I almost went out in the middle of the street, stopped the car. I'm like, hey, get out, please, so you can see this with me. I don't know why I didn't. And I waited. Mom came home a couple minutes later, and I watched it go over the fucking hill, disappeared, bro. It disappeared. Swear on my life. Swear on anything holy. Fucking thing disappeared out of the fucking sky. And uh, yeah, I don't know what it was, but I mean, to this day, I'm a believer. Well, I had an experience. I think I've told you about it before, but multiple people can vouch to this because we were on our way to the casino one night over Seneca Allegheny Casino. 
and my wife was in the car with me. She wasn't 21 yet. She had a fake ID and grandma, uncle Eric and his wife, Magali were in a truck in front of us and we we're driving over on our way to Salamanca. And there was this glowing light in the sky. It looked like a really bright shining star. No, let me stop you right there because this was my main point that I want to say. And I, and I want to bring yeah, it back. Here. But I remember sitting on my porch telling myself, sorry, do not let, don't let yourself talk yourself out of what you just saw ever. Because I know as time goes on, you're going to kind of like believe what you're seeing right now because you're fucking seeing it. I remember telling myself, don't let yourself ever talk you out of this, dude, because you know what you're seeing. And I remember that will stick with me till the day I die. Don't let you talk yourself out of what you just saw. I swear on my life. Well, I mean, like I'm saying. Because I on. knew that I, I, because I knew as time went on, I would talk myself out of it and be like, you know, I don't, I, I remember telling myself that, dude, don't ever talk yourself out of this because it's it's real why not and i i think i know the answer but why not take a picture or something like i don't know i don't know if i even had a phone at that time well you called called kale i think i had probably yeah probably a, a just a flip phone i didn't have an iphone too, definitely like didn't. i know like I, def I definitely did i definitely didn't have like a nice iphone or something at that time definitely yeah. no no, but what I was going to say was we um, we were on our way over to the casino. Allison was with me. She didn't have a, she actually had a fake ID. And grandma, uncle Eric, and his wife in the car in front of us. And there was this light in the sky. It looked like a really bright shooting, like a bright star flickering. And I remember being like, that's like really, it, it just looked out of place in the sky. But it was high enough in the sky where I knew it wasn't something like it wasn't above a hill or anything. It was like we're driving down the highway and it's in the sky around other stars. And before I even had a chance to say to Allison, like, do you see that? The thing took off in a straight line across the sky and disappeared like off the horizon. And we both looked at each other and at that point in time said, did you see that? And I was like, I, that wasn't a star. Was it like, there's no way it was way too fast. And it, it just, I've, I know what a shooting star is. And that's the only way I can describe it. it was not a shooting star. And then all of a sudden my phone rang and it was grandma, Eric and, and Magali calling me and said, did you just see that in, in the sky? And I remember a few days later, there was something in the paper and I should go back and see, cause it's definitely in, it's in the Bradford era somewhere. Um, I can probably roughly guess to the rough time frame that it happened, but there was other people that reported seeing something in the sky. And it was like a small little news article talking about like, there was a number of reports of some sort of object that was flashing through the night sky. And I mean, we definitely saw it. I, to this day, I can't fucking explain it, but at the speed that it went across the sky, and the fact that it was sitting there completely steady, it was too big and glowing to be just a star that then all of a sudden fell out of the sky. You know what I mean? Dude, think of this. If me and you have both just told a story about something like this, 
And then on top of it, all this public stories out there. If you really asked everybody out there in the entire world, I guarantee you, there's a lot of fucking people that have seen shit that they can't explain. I guarantee it. That don't want, I don't want to talk about it. Why would you want to talk about it? You just can't, I can't explain. I don't got any proof. I don't. That's why I push you with it. Cause well, I know, I know you've told but me that. How before. many, how many people out there have seen something that they can't explain? Like, what is it? It's not fucking magic. I get it. There's an explanation. I mean, there's not an explanation for everything. I mean, I, I guarantee, I bet you that 50% of all humans have probably seen something in their lifetime that they can't explain in the sky. I think you've probably, 50% of us have seen aliens on TV. I mean, Christ, man, I think the aliens are probably mixed in amongst us at this point in time. I mean, if we're really saying that they, they're floating in orbs or in these tic-tac beings and living under the ocean, and I mean, who the fuck knows, but I... I mean, we're talking about how different we are from everything else. Would it be a crazy stretch to think that they're living amongst us? I mean, I, who knows? Bill Gates uh, looks like a fucking alien. (laughs) Have you ever watched the movie Night Watch? No. With, who's the guy? It's got Owen, or no, Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill, and someone else. (laughs) There's an alien that comes into town. It's like, it kills somebody. So, and they, they don't know who killed this guy. So they form a night watch, those four. And they discover an alien is in the town that's like killing these people. And they're like, they don't know what to do. And dude, it's just a fucking comedy. You gotta watch it. It's called The Watch. It's hilarious. It's just, just fucking, it's stupid as fuck, but it's funny. I just saw just an interview funny. that Seth Rogen did on uh, Howard Stern. I don't like him. Who, Seth Rogen? Seth or? Rogen. Seth Rogen. I, with everything that's come out lately, I, I yeah, I, but this was actually fucking hysterical because I watched it and he was talking about Nicolas Cage and they were saying how, uh, you got to go watch this clip, find it. It's like, well, I think it was a sponsored clip from Howard, but I sat in my car when I got, was he home. making fun of him? Yeah. They, so, um, they were talking about how eccentric he is and, Seth Rogen had a movie, The Green Hornet, and the studio really wanted Nicolas Cage to play the villain in The Green Hornet. And so no, I, I, I heard this. they set up he, a call and he gets he, on the call he and he said, he wanted to do. He was like, no, I wanted to do that for a life. Yeah. So he, hold on, he goes, he's like, um, yeah, so I want this character to be a bald man with tattooed hair. And they're like, okay. And they're like, it was kind of strange. He had all these other weird ideas and then they like lost touch. And then all of a sudden he called back and he's like a few weeks later and he says, I've changed my mind. Um, I don't want to do the bald head with the tattooed hair in the movie because I'm actually thinking about doing it in real life. Yes. And, and Seth Rogen's like, I start laughing and then I realize that he's being serious. So <laughs> Nicholas Cage is a trip, man. You, if you look at some of the stories that guy's fucking been through. He's buying like fucking million dollar Tyrannosaurus Rex skulls and shit. That was stolen. That was his. His was stolen. The no, one that he bought. The one that he bought was stolen and he had to give it back to a government over in somewhere in like Eastern Europe. <laughs> well, he just got married again. Did you see that? No, did he really? Some young girl in Vegas. 
It's like his fourth, fifth one. Interesting. Fucking loony band, dude. You have, but think, like, don't you have to be a little bit crazy? Yeah. That type of an dude. actor. He, he plays just every fucking role known to man. It's like, yeah, he's fucking nutty. Like, think about some of those types of actors, right? You got him. Think about him and Johnny Depp. It's like, think about how crazy the two of those guys are. Johnny Depp, John Travolta, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Did you ever see that fucking rant John or Tom Cruise made on the set over in Europe? He was making that film during the COVID shit. No. You never seen that? No. It, I think it was a publicity stunt, dude. He was like freaking out on his fucking staff. He was like, if you don't want to fucking work, you're fired. He's like, everybody in the industry is looking at us. You didn't see that? No. Dude. I must have missed it. He got in big trouble for that. It was awful. Let me see if I can pull this up. He's an interesting guy. Dude, it was insane. Do you think, like, I wonder what those circles are like, right? Like, does Brad Pitt like Tom Cruise? <sighs> Because at the end of the day, they're kind of competing in, in some ways. I wouldn't think. Right? Or are they kind of they like don't Tiger Woods friends? Are they like Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson? Yeah, but I don't think they hang out as friends. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise like fucking hated each other and their group? I was friends? thinking about this the other day. I was like, I was comparing it to like basketball teams. I was like, you think like NBA teams, like they'd all be friends and hanging out. And like, and I was like, I wasn't friends with everybody on my high school basketball team. Like we were cool on the court, but like outside that, like I, you know what I mean? We weren't like hanging out all the time or really friends at all. You just, and that's the same with those. They're not hanging out and shit. They, they go to work together. They play ball and they're, they're cool. Or maybe they're not, but they're not fucking, those guys aren't friends and shit. Maybe a couple of them in the league, but I don't think they're like, they got their own homies especially at that level because you've gone through it for so long you've already established those circles right yeah the nba is hard for me now man I, I have a hard time watching getting behind it it's just it's turned into such the woke brigade and i i just i don't care if they're right or they're wrong i just i want to watch basketball and that was already a hard thing for me sometimes the way that the style of the nba kind of became i was rather i would rather watch college basketball because of how yeah. it's played but when you throw all the political bullshit into it it's just i don't know i i don't feel like i'm watching a professional sport i feel like i'm watching more of an entertainment like almost kind of what the globetrotters were at one point in time right. it's fun the players don't even care that's that's what i mean that I, was another thing i wanted to bring up i used to fucking idolize lebron james you still love that guy has nothing to do with fucking just watching that guy just fucking like he's the biggest baby on the court you've ever fucking seen man and it's such a disappointment because it's like you're supposed to be an all-time great kobe bryant michael jordan those guys would never ever act like that on the fucking basketball court there was a possession I saw. He didn't get back on defense for, like, fucking 30 seconds, dude. And it happened, like, four times in a row. He was crying. It was just, like, you're going to fucking lose. So what? 
Quit being a bitch. It's ridiculous. And he just gets away with it because he's just it's it's Yeah, he's got that's not that's not great to me. He's gotten too big for the game. You can't even lose like a champion, bro. You're a big fucking baby. You see he's changing his number. Is he really? Yeah, he's going back, I think, to number is he going back six. to number six? Yeah. I don't know any of the stats, but I'd be curious as to like what are jersey sales like lately? Because now you gotta go buy a new LeBron James jersey because he's number six for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I have a vintage LeBron James twenty three jersey from Cleveland, Nike vintage game jersey. I don't even want it. I just have a hard time. Like, I don't look, I don't have a problem with him speaking up at all. I, I, no, it's, I don't, the politics, that's separate. I don't even give it. It's yeah. the fucking being a baby. Yeah. No, but I do. I will look, I, I want to stay away from politics too. We spent a lot of time at the beginning of this, but I will say this. I don't have a problem with LeBron James speaking up on social issues and political issues. I actually do think athletes do have not just the right, but in some cases an obligation to speak up. And by the way, I don't have to agree with what their opinions are. We live in a world and in a country where I really hope that we continue to be able to have different opinions and And respect each other. Yeah. And, And by the way, He's earned the right, I do believe he's earned the right to leverage the professional platform that he's on because he's put in a lot of hard work and because he's naturally gifted. Absolutely, just be consistent. Thank you, because if you're going to go out there and voice your opinions on some things, you can't turn your back on what happened with China China and Hong Kong. Because that, to me, you're 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 losing credibility on a lot of things that I want you to still have credibility on. I want you to have credibility when it's about social reform because I do think that there's problems in this country. I want you to have an opinion on certain things, even if I don't agree with you. But that opinion to me loses all credibility when you completely miss either deliberately or unintentionally. Either you're you're so blind and so entitled that there's you don't gotta know be people on. or even if you are that unaware you got people around you telling you bro exactly you can't be that unaware because you seem you seem really aware and plugged in on other stuff so either to your point you got a poor support system in my opinion but i mean at the end of the day we also just went through memorial day weekend okay a couple weekends ago memorial day kamala harris fucking tweets out we'd had a whole weekend where nothing from the white house spoke about d-day didn't talk about Memorial Day. We minimized it. Now you can you can get however you want, but the people who have big opinions in this country, regardless of the side, you're only able to have that opinion freely in this country because of people who put their lives on the line. And there's a lot of people, and I have a problem with that. I have a real problem when we can't show people who sacrifice for this country the respect that they deserve. That's disrespectful. That's really disrespectful. And in my opinion, from what I see, and it's my opinion, but it's only done as a, as a game in this whole political game that we're playing. And it's, you know, we have to go against 
maybe it's against what was there. And so we got to push back and there was way too much nationalism and all this right. shit, but it's because more- if you really ask these people, how do you feel about these people that lost it? They, they're going to respect them. Definitely. But it's the fucking, it's the optics. Like you said before. Yeah. And I just think the- some things you can play optics with and I don't have to like it, but I get it. That's politics. There's some things that are bigger than optics and, and fucking Memorial day is one of them because regardless yep. of what your opinion is, you're, you're not allowed to have opinions in other countries because they didn't have brave men and women that put their lives on the line to give them the ability to have those opinions. And so I don't care what you believe, but if you want to ha- have the ability to share that you fucking, you damn well better give respect to the people who deserve respect in this country. And it starts at the top. So I'll, I'll just, I had to say that because it, it fucking bothered me, dude. Like, I really thought about that. And it's like, I thought about people who had to see two guys walk up on their porch and knock on the door. And for those people to answer the door, knowing that those two people on the other side were there to tell them that their son or daughter wasn't coming home from their fucking deployment. Yep. I mean, that that's a fucking reality that, that, you know, we talk about people who died of COVID. There's a lot of fucking families that lost kids because of war, whether you believe in war. And a lot of those people didn't believe in war. A lot of those people who lost kids, they didn't believe that their kids should even be over in those wars. And maybe they shouldn't have been, but those fucking people went over there and they did that stuff. And I'm like, I'm fucking sorry, but we like, who, who are we becoming as a society where politics have gotten in the way of showing those people respect. I, I, that made me very disappointed just as a society in general. And we, we, we should be better as a country than that. Yep. You know, but instead we got fucking John Cena, you know, learning Mandarin and telling China that he's sorry that he called Taiwan a country and, you know, our vice president saying, have a nice long weekend. Yeah. I mean, to me, enough is enough. You know, we can, we can disagree on social things and we need progress and we need to do that. We need to get this fucking place back in shape, man. But I don't know how that happens when we dismiss things like that. And we put on a pedestal, the things that we put on a pedestal, I mean, we gotta, we gotta fucking figure things out. And that's why I'm glad podcasts exist, exist, losing my ability even to speak, but you know, to, to hopefully find more and more people to have an opportunity to share their ideas in a free way and where, you know, for me, I keep saying it, but you know, I've had a lot of different opinions on here and I've changed my mindset on things a lot because I've been able to have those conversations. That's how you, that's how you develop an opinion in the first place. That's the problem in this country. People are so uneducated and and uninformed. You go ask the majority of somebody, dude, and, and, and to hear the nonsense that comes out of their mouth of what real, they think is going on, it's, it baffles me. And that's the real problem in this country. No one has a fucking clue because they're all distracted with bullshit. Yeah, and I think it's important to say when you say nobody has a clue, that's not in the vein of like, oh, liberals don't get it. No, right? that's not because, what I'm saying. And No, I know. And I, I say that because I hear that a lot from people who are really right wing or really no, left wing. I'm not saying my side, the, the other side doesn't have a clue. Everybody. I'm saying There's, society is just fucking ass backwards right now. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I mean, I don't see anybody really. <laughs> These big problem. Big problem. And that's for a whole other podcast, but. Have you seen the these, social dilemma? Uh-uh, but these. Oof. Go watch the social dilemma on Netflix. Go watch social it. dilemma. The social dilemma. It's uh it's a documentary, and I'll just give you were the you, highlights of it. Were you the one that put out the thing about poison? What poison actually is? I don't I don't think so. The definition of poison. Let me see. I forget what it was, but it was like. Look it up. I'll tell you, I'll give you the high level about this, the social dilemma. Cause I think a lot of people have heard about it. I had heard about it and I thought that I had a pretty good idea of what it was going to be about. I had heard podcasts. Actually the guy who did the pot, did the documentary was on Rogan. And I heard that podcast, but I finally decided to sit down and watch it. And it's a bunch of people who worked in Silicon Valley. So like there's an ex executive vice president from Facebook, there's ex Google developers and all these different people who were responsible for creating the algorithms. One guy was responsible for the team that created the like button. And so they talked about why they initially did what they did. Like, why did we create the like button? Um, And then they started to talk about how all those things started to impact society and what they realized and really started to talk about how these systems are showing you things as a way to gain your engagement, right? And so I think people, if they understood what's really going on with social media and that when you look at Facebook and you look at Twitter and you look at Instagram and LinkedIn and Pinterest and you know, any other platform, TikTok, they're all competing for the same thing. Your, your eyeballs on their platform because their revenue models, right? They're all companies. Mark Zuckerberg's one of the wealthiest people in the world, not because people donated him money. It's because people advertise on Facebook. And right. so if you're going to sell Dude, ads, it, you have to, it's, same, have to it's get moving TV. It's moving TV to social right. media. It's the same but I, right. But I'm trying to really re- reduce it down. Cause I don't think some people understand that. Right. Like it's all about the number of eyes on your shit. Yeah. And so if you're Instagram, you're trying to find ways to have you and I spend more time on Instagram. And so they're looking at everything when you're scrolling through your feed, they're, they're monitoring how long you're staying on one photo compared to the next. And what is that photo about? And who's actually liking that photo outside of you? And they're taking all of that data and learning about you more and more as you spend time on their platform. And they're all doing the same thing, trying to battle for your attention. And so they talk about that in this pot, in this documentary, and they talk about how the that's affecting us as a society and they go through all the different stats and then it's really, really interesting. And I'll leave it at this. It, every one of these people talks about the level of access that they give their own kids. And it's mind blowing when you start to hear what they say. And to your point, it all comes back to that device and how much it's accelerated from just, I mean, dude, I was a teenager and the things that we have at our fingertips right now were science fiction 
half of Bro, my life ago. It was, it was nine years ago. I got a smartphone. No, eight years ago. And, uh, I couldn't, I mean, that's my whole life has to be not my whole life, but it has to be through my smartphone. And I don't even like it, but it's, it's just the way it is. I got a Palm Trio when I was 19, 20. I was 20, 19 or 20. So that's... I got your old BlackBerry was my first smartphone. So I got my Palm Trio 14 years ago. That was, that must've been it. The BlackBerry Palm Trio. Yeah. I took your old one. That was my like first stylus. That was my first smartphone. Your old BlackBerry. I bought that on eBay because I wanted to have internet. It was black. Wanted, yeah. And I wanted to, I used it because it was like, I think I was able to get like AOL chat or something on that. <laughs> and I got a fucking cell phone bill for like $800 because of using the internet. And it was so inefficient and like cell phone. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> remember ring back tones? Ring back tones. Yeah. It was like first it was like just the tone. And then when, when it came out, it was like you could actually get lyrics like them singing on it. Oh man, to like popular songs. Yeah. Dude. You'd have to go into the different apps and like find remember the apps, like what apps really were on flip phones? Like you go into like this weird different app and you have like you have to download a ringtone, but it was like so slow and it would work like twenty five percent of the time. Do you remember picking your song on MySpace and how no. the social that was later, dude? That that's was like later. that's but think about that the psychology behind it, right? You had your top eight, so you'd t- you'd have your friend list, but then you'd populate your top eight on your page. But even that was psychological because it's like, well, why is why so and so in the top left? He's number four, but I'm number five down on the bottom he's better than me yeah you you'd like if you had girls that you were you know trying to like whoever was number one was your best friend yeah yeah and they but you everything was all position yeah and and, but it depended right if you're fighting with her you may move her over a little bit too right and then you bring another girl up into nine (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like no we're friends but i'm letting you know hey and then but then you change your song too and the song kind of the lyrics that you pick right, right it would indicate how you're feeling i'm like hey i'm kind of getting sick of you i might be moving on to something new soon <laughs> yes straight your shit out <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, could buy, you could go get templates there was like places you'd go no, to- you'd get like the backgrounds yeah, yeah. buy a background you'd, you'd highlight the whole code and then copy it and then go and place it on yours and it'd just like be that giant and you'd be like wow gave me a background a cool background or you would like import like a cool like game, get a game, like a spin wheel. So think about this. Do you think, because everything goes in iterations, right? Um, like video games kind of got cool again. Paps Blue Ribbon, like things come back in, in time. Music styles come back. What is it right now with the goddamn Bass Pro Shop, shop ads? I don't know. You seen that? No. You haven't seen Dude out here. Oh my God. Every dude has a Bass Pro Shop snapback hat. Well, but think about it, right? Like music goes in iterations. It was like 80s style rock was kind of popular again and came back. And I wonder, will social media kind of have that happen as well? Like, will will it be cool to be like, fuck, man, I'm off of Facebook and Instagram. I'm back on MySpace. It still exists. Did you know that? 
I tried to go back and unlock my old profile because I was like, there's got to be some fucking gold inside of there from photos to, I want to look at the conversations I was having. Cause that was like, Bro, I go back high and look all the time. It's just old Facebook posts and like from people that were like, just what there is. I'm just like, Oh my God. It's makes you, oh my God. if you ever have like something that's important, it's like, fuck dude. <laughs> what was I saying? How could I ever say that? Yeah. Or how could this person ever say, I would never, remember them saying something like that and it was just so childish and it's like you were a little kid but it's also you got to remember too that was when we first started to use these things so like i go back and look at things that i said on twitter and they don't even make sense but i'm like it we use twitter differently today than we did when it first came out it was like i'm getting a hamburger at like Justin, like, you know what I mean? Like it, it made, it made no fucking sense. You know, now it's, now it's a now place. People under, well, the big thing that happened was the hashtags. No one understood hashtags for the longest time or like what they were used for or what it was. So like, it was a stupidish hashtag. It's like, people didn't realize like hashtags are used to like go find specific things, but like people would make it so goddamn specific. You're only ever going to be that only one with that hashtag. So no one's ever going to find it through a hashtag. It's the point of a hashtag. You know what I mean? To make it like broad so people can find like, but they'd make it so goddamn specific. If that remember, makes sense. Yeah. Do you remember ICQ? Yep. The away messages could leave an away. I'm away doing something or you'd see them there online. Fuck. I could actually send them a message so they might send me one back. Maybe. There was another one called Hot or Not. I don't remember that. Yeah, you it was it was like a it was kind of like Tinder. You'd like rate somebody on a scale of one to ten, and then like it, it was fucking weird. It was who were the people you were rating? Your friend list. Oof. But it was kind of showing them like that you 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 rated them a nine. Do you remember some of the like first bad website? Remember break.com? Break. They used to show like crazy, nasty shit and videos and pictures. I remember someone being real little and showing someone showing me a snake eating a whole person on that website. And I'd go back in there and I'd look at it. And there'd be like some porn on there as well, but it's like nasty videos of like anything. And like, I remember seeing this one guy get eaten by a lion. It was crazy. Break.com. In yeah. E-bombs world. I see they're still around. But they were one of the first ones too. They had the soundboards. Remember the soundboards? You used to fucking prank phone call people with those. You get like the different celebrities, and they'd have like the pre-made fucking quotes. I don't. Is that play it with your name? Is that something that everybody did? Is a more people than we realized had to like prank phone call. But think about the calls when we were kids. We'd be staying at our grandmother's house, and we would call QVC religiously. And we would get through on the on the live line. They we but, would just. But you know what? It would still be fun. Oh yeah, it was. Hysterical. Think about that. Like really, if we like all like we think we're too like if we all got together again. How old were we? How, how old were we? Young, because we were think about this. I, but that's more fun than any other shit I do now. Think about <laughs> this. We would call, okay, and we would see what was on television, and we'd be like, oh, okay, there's a George Foreman grill on. 
So we would call up and say, Hey, I bought a George Foreman grill. I want to give a testimonial. And they'd be like, awesome. Sure. Great. And then they would literally patch you through to talk to the lady that's talking. And you're like, I bought this George Foreman grill, but when I opened up the box, there was a big black dildo inside of it. <laughs> and they'd be like, all right. And they'd cut the fucking call off. But we were like fourth or fifth grade, dude. I couldn't have been that old. I was such a bad example on you guys. You'd just go, you'd find people's names in the phone book and fucking you'd know their name. And like... That's what I mean. There was a level to it. Like we weren't just calling and pranking people. We would call them up and we'd be like, uh, hi, is this, is this Mr. Jackson? Hi, is this Keith Jackson? Keith, hi, this is Ralph from Movie World. Um, we're calling about the four pornographic videos from our <laughs> section or, you know, we'd go, it wouldn't be even that absurd. It wouldn't even be that overt. Like we would be, you know, we'd be pretty cautious about it and we right. would be people believing that it was actually going on. <laughs> so wrong, but it was, it was a part of being a kid. Yeah. Man, I watched, you know what else? I watched a documentary on, it was on Netflix and it was about the movie rental business and how that just fucking revolutionized the world. And then it kind of just like went away. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, I was actually, I was bored one afternoon and I- I, I fucking loved, I was like, wow, the fucking impact that had on people's lives. Being able to go down to like movie world or poppies or in and out video and being able to like see the displays of all the new movies or being able to go back and find an old movie that you love. They'd have it all. But they talked and, about how the blockbusters were able to go and buy in bulk and kind of how it, right. how it changed the they dynamic. They changed it everything, bro. They fucked it all up. Yup. Those blockbusters, there's still a blockbuster in, in one of those cities in Washington. Mm -hmm. Yup. No, I remember, dude, do you remember that? Like going and renting a couple, you'd get, we'd go with like grandma, you'd rent like, two, you'd get two videos that we'd like decide on. One, yeah. it was a whole process. Dude, it, was, it was, it was fun. You go down there, you get some fucking snacks. They fucking ding the fucking videos. They tell you your late fee. Tell you this one's got to be back in two days. This one's four days. This one's five days. You know what one I'll never forget when you rented, we were at grandma's and you rented uh, house on haunted Hill. Do you remember that? I do. Do you remember that movie? I do. <laughs> I remember you rented that there and I, that was one of the first scary movies I ever watched. Over there. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. I remember dad calling me when I had moved to Pittsburgh because movie world was calling and harassing him because i rented a bunch of things and john mcgriff had borrowed them and never taken them back and so they were th they were calling and threatening dad with these huge bills for four movies and that was part of it it was like they were they would charge you way more than what it would cost to go buy a movie oh yeah it was like they wanted fucking 300 <laughs> these movies that cost fucking eight bucks that was how they got to that was their whole business model It's just weird though. Like they that's they would go and buy the movies from the studios. Think of that. It's weird. These mom and pop shops. Before anybody else had the ability to have them. It's 
we that was the whole thing of movie. Like, think of it now. You just go fucking put it out. Like, it's we gotta go rent the actual fucking fucking. I don't. It's like got the tape and the wind in it. Like. That's it's the movies in that little weird. Thing. There was a rewind fee. Remember, if you didn't rewind, you gotta rewind the fucking movie. Yeah, you had to, if you took it back without rewinding it, they charged you like ninety nine cents. And and really think about how is that movie on that weird piece of film? Really, how is that getting transferred onto my goddamn TV? What's happening there? It's a good point, man. I've that's so. It's probably way more simpler than we realize, but to me, that think shit's of that though. Boring. That's weird. Well, think about this. How do your eyeballs take what you see in front of you and pick that up and translate it through your optical nerve? Well, we didn't, I don't, we didn't fucking make our eyeballs. So that's just, I'm, but like a move, we made that. What is that? I don't know. Motion picture. This is where I need my own young Jamie. Hmm. Yeah, he'd have an explanation for us in a minute. I know, right? I go dead on things. I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking know. That's a really good point. <laughs> it's weird. Even a picture. How is that possible? I don't know. What is that? The light. I get the light capturing shit, but it's 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 so it's perfect. Well, here's something that it's it's different, but it's one of these things that I can't explain, right? And it's in, in the realm of a photo, right? When there was the nuclear explosion that happened in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, right, in Japan, when we dropped those nukes, I read somewhere that it left shadows where people were. Yep. How is that? Like, what what does that actually mean? ash disintegrated on stone i think okay so it wasn't actually a shadow in the sense of maybe i read that way too literally and was high that they were it, it was like it, it blasted them like time stood still and like their shadow was still there i was yeah i was really struggling with that because i i, 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 I used to think anymore. about that all the time and i think it's just the ash remains that, like probably places i'm exposing us i don't know though but when i read it i was like huh something doesn't add up with that but it's really interesting when you think about that. That's and the sick. fact that we haven't done that again since then. Be, dude, it must have been fucking that awful. And we must have known it was that awful to never do it again since. I mean, we really have. You think about but, that. But think about it. Why would anybody want to do that? Yeah. Why do we... I mean, Jesus, we opened a can of worms there. Yeah, it would be really interesting with the perspective that we have today, living in the world that we're in today with the hostilities like, and the pressures. Like we, not, not saying we deserve it, but uh, any other country, what uh, we fucking did to someone else. Why shouldn't someone else do it to us? Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to go back. I mean, I think, well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about unpacking all of that, and obviously, that's what I'm saying. Like to go back, Japan's Japan's public didn't deserve it any more than our public deserved. No, uh, no, it's a great point. I, I guess to me, I'm, 
I would love to understand what it was like to live in that time frame, right? Because what was the pressure, the societal pressure like? What was the fear? What was the rhetoric? What was going on at that time? It could have been just like us today. And then tomorrow they get hit with a nuclear, or not, obviously there's, you know, they're in a war and they probably had anticipation of shit like that. But, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't know though, right? It's like how connected were the people, right? It's things are a lot different than they were, you know, today. So it's not like everybody was plugged into the world events and what was happening around the world. And then just to know that we dropped a nuclear bomb, people are like, well, what's that? How many people even knew what a nuclear bomb was back then? They probably never, the people probably never knew because they died and they, they were too, they probably never even understood what the hell was going on their whole lifetime. Most people. That's what I mean. Like we do, we do a lot of analyzing history with our perceptions through today's lens. And that's good, right? Like you, that's how you progress. You look at things through a different perspective, but we have to remember that we're looking through things through a different perspective. It works both ways. Right. It's done two hours. I know we've had some deep thoughts here, huh? I know I've <laughs> gone down some rabbit holes. <laughs> it's been fun though. It has. I've been thinking all day. I'm like, what are we going to talk about? And, uh, hardly any quite honestly the couple of things that i thought about didn't end up even being anything we really dove down into which is no. always always fun about this stuff it was fun man love to do it again definitely no without a doubt we'll have to maybe we'll do one in person i'm really pushing to get dad on here i'll do one with him could you imagine let's all do one, let's all do one. the reason that i've been struggling to do it is because i want to do it in person I think that conversation is one that requires like there's you caught it a couple of times here. It's, it's tough. The zoom thing is hard, you know, especially we did our podcasts in person when we did it and we were doing it with the two of us and a guest, sometimes two guests. And that was difficult sometimes because of the talking over people. But this is even more difficult when you have this zoom shit talking over people, it, it tends to happen a little bit more frequently. And with dad and his stories, like I want to be able to have that right. bilateral conversation. So I don't know, maybe when you come back on the East coast, we figure out a way to set up an hour or two and, and, and steal him and, and pick his brain for stories. So. Yeah. No, I'm excited to get back home and see you next month. And uh, I appreciate you having me on man. Most definitely buddy. It was always a good chat. Talk to you soon. <laughs> That was fun. Thanks, bud. Love you. Later. Love you, too.